tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another Stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a beautiful Thursday afternoon edition of the show. The whole crew is here in the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios getting ready for a big in this afternoon. The CGP, Christopher Gabriel, coming up in hour number three of the show. Good things come to those who wait. Gentlemen, did we have a good Valentine's Day effort last night? Everybody get done what they needed to get done i didn't have anything to do that's a yes also yes for me the single contingent of the drive had a fantastic night tucker yeah nothing wrong with last night at all had a great dinner watch rick and the boys just absolutely smash arkansas total hammer job first win down there in 15 years felt good to Get that monkey off yeah. our backs. And Hang out with you and Davey, and then we all went to bed. Now we get to hold serve and hopefully just take care of Vanderbilt. Care of TCB, baby. Stay in the top ten for next week and starting to do a little bit of scoreboard watching. And it's like, eh, you know, maybe I think Kentucky goes to Auburn. They're not going to win that one coming up next week. Um, but They're- Alabama, I think. Uh, Kentucky, they also – Kentucky hosts Alabama. Yes. Like they, could, they could win that. We need Alabama to lose twice, and we got to continue to win and all that stuff. It's a fun game to watch if you enjoy offensive basketball. Yeah. The big thing that jumps out at me is, like, one team, UConn, on, like, the top tier. There's maybe two, you know, like your Purdue and Kansas. They're right underneath there. And then after that, there's a bunch of teams that all look like they're right around the same. Who is the top tier? The top of it all is UConn. They're the oh. one that hasn't gone out and completely uh, pooped their pants. Yeah, they pounded a three-win DePaul last night. I mean, they playing that. I I don't know, man. I, I I just think college basketball is is wild this year and unpredictable and a lot of parody and drama. And anybody can can stub their toe. Anybody can beat anybody. That includes us very much. You remember when DePaul used to be a powerhouse? Not really. Is that before you? When was that? Like the eighties into the early nineties. They always had a really good program. They're completely falling apart now. Yeah. Interesting campus there, north side of Chicago. Seems like a should be a better job than it is, but mm. Houston, your thoughts last night? Did it get to talk to you? Tennessee taking care of business at Arkansas? Uh, I think we all probably would agree that the first uh, 10 minutes or so, here we go again. Uh, They're just pulling from anywhere they wanted to. The threes are splashing. I saw the stats. You know, though, they're averaging five made threes a game. I think they hit four in the first six, seven minutes. Something like that. And you're just thinking, okay, good, great. Then we go up eight going into the half. And then when the second half starts, it's six, which I do think that was the correct call. But you just kept thinking, man. That's just two straight games. Or the halftime scores yeah, gotten. Yeah. I mean, it was, the, it was the right call, and they got the 
they tried to take two more away from Arkansas later, and they got that right. But uh, I thought the defense in the second half was probably about as well as we could play. You know, they kept shooting a couple extra threes that they probably wouldn't normally shoot. They were missing them. Uh, but what, we double them up in the second half? Yeah, 46-23. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you want to see. And on the road, and I, t- I told you, by the way, Jimmy Dykes, if Arkansas started to play well, would start, oh, this arena, and then they'd pan up, and it's what, half, oh, yeah. half full. <laughs> it's like, okay, Jimmy, we get it. The arena's good. You coached there. You played there. We, we know, we know, we know. Uh, but great second-half effort. Still starting to get a little worried about Vescovy. But you got what you wanted from James. Jordan Ganey, magnifico, beautiful performance. Bear and I decided, along with Trey Wallace last night, that we are going to revert back to what I feel like has always been the better pronunciation of Vescovi Mm. because I feel like he was a better player when he was Vescovi. I can't remember which one's right. Weren't they trying to call that? Calling that on the broadcast last night? Yeah, Jimmy was. Yeah, yeah well, he, they, they he brought was. that up. That's what kind of sparked. It's like, you know what? It, it, that's what Jimmy Dyke said. If he's playing well, it's Ves- it's Vescovi. If he's playing poorly, it's Vescovi. <laughs> and I think that's right, man. Can we can we do some sort of a Santi seance? Can we hold hands, a practice a little Santeria, if you will, and have an exorcism? We're going back to Vescovi. I mean, if and, we're going to go to well, all this trouble, no let's get a ball, chicken. But... <laughs> nice. Let's go full voodoo ceremony. Someone asked me last night. I didn't respond because I didn't know how to really feel about it. But someone said, do you start bringing him off the bench and start gaining? Seen a lot of that. Who thought we'd have that conversation a couple of weeks ago? But is it one of those situations where you want Ganey coming off the bench? That, that, right, yeah. Like, does that kind of mess with his mojo a little bit? Why can't they both be on at the same time? Because we're acting like what we saw at Ganey is something that we can expect. I yeah, mean, yeah. Let's, not. Not pre- let's not pretend like he hasn't had more stinkers than what we saw last night so far. I mean, it's just consistency. Three really good games. Michigan State uh, last night, and then who did he score 18 against last week? LSU. He had LSU. a good game against Bama, too. That's what got him back. Those 15 points against Bama. So four. I mean, I'm not ready to start tinkering. I'm not a big starting lineup guy anyway. I, I, I don't think it, it matters. I, I think the we have been starting our best five for, for most of the of the year, but I, I'm not ready to start tinkering there. And as I've said a couple of times the past couple of weeks, like I don't think you have to know your best rotation quite yet. That time's coming here in a couple of weeks, but there's still time to be experimenting a little bit, um, you know, you, you see a Cade Phillips cameo early in the ball game. I know Estrella was, was hurt. That probably precipitated that. But he gets six minutes. Less than, like, he doesn't do anything when he's out there, does he? he just, I think he grabbed a rebound. I was going to say, he got, he got a quick <laughs> rebound. I mean, he, he, he got he his hands on one. He doesn't do much when, when he's out there. We got to see Freddie Buckets. We had a Freddie Buckets siding, which was good. He stepped in, like, he flashed a little bit and stepped in front of that ball, and you see where, okay, there's there's still some potential there. I don't know if it has an impact this year, and Cam Carr got in for the last three minutes. So uh, we, we got, to, got to empty the bench a little bit, and, yeah, it was a, it was did, did good night at in? the office. No, DJ Jefferson cannot play. I, I don't know. If he, if he ain't getting in last night, he ain't getting in. I heard something wild about him last week. 
about the directly. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that on air, did we not? I don't no, think, I don't we, think no. we did. Oh, should no. we? Is, has that been confirmed? Are we sure about this story? A friend of mine saw him in person at this regular okay, game so we trying have to play in it. Third-hand info that DJ buddy. Jefferson from the basketball team who cannot get in a game for Rick Barnes showed up at a rec league game, like a, a campus rec league game, and tried to get in and was – Recognized, I guess. What was quickly yeah, recognized, quickly and recognized. I would put an end to it. Yeah, he tried to do the same thing Brian Maurer did a couple of years back. I forgot about that. What did Brian Maurer try to do? Try to play in an intramural well, game. Well, the thing is, well, he, he actually can. Like, why, why couldn't Maurer? Thing is, he actually could play in it. Yeah. But uh, he got beat, as opposed to DJ, who was just not allowed to play in it. Oh, so Maurer got in the intramural game and got torched. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Like, I mean, it's the most Brian Maurer thing ever. Yeah. Uh, that, it would be bad. What would have been bad is if DJ Jefferson had gotten to play and had not been the best player on the court. <laughs> Got a feeling he would have been. The only time he gets on the court, I guess he still does the dunk for the one fly we all fly. Yeah. Thing. Oh, he can soar, buddy. You think that because he's has he done that for every game or most of them? Majority of them. It feels like the hey, man, we like you a lot. You can dunk for us. Now sit down. I do wonder why why he doesn't get in that game yesterday. And I, we we don't know the answer. We won't know the answer. All we can do is fill the vacuum with speculation. All I can imagine is that he's not 100% dialed in, in in practice. And I mean, it seems like there's one every year that just cannot get on the floor. Yeah. Even in obvious situations where you'd think you'd want to force feed him some minutes. And it, it doesn't seem to be a problem. He's always smiling and happy and encouraging on the bench and everything. So it doesn't seem like he's a bad kid or a cancer or anything like that. It just is he, pretty a clear a clear that he doesn't have the trust of Rick Barnes mm -hmm. right now. He uh did you see the what was alleged to have been said at the rec league game after he got busted or Well this this yeah. I'm not I mean this is we don't need to get into that. Just but, lots of locker room talk. Yeah. 865-546-8200 is your number if you want to get on the show this afternoon. 546-8200. Brian Jean Mary leaves Tennessee for Michigan, joining Sharon Moore. It's a move. I mean, it feels like – I know they just won the natty, but it feels like Tennessee's a little bit more stable right now. But, Okay. Moves up there, and he's coached with. Moore. Yeah, we talked about it. They they coached together at uh, at Louisville back in the day, so there's a relationship. I hope maybe got a big pay raise. I don't know. Sounds well, like they were pretty him. stable. What if Davy called you up and wanted you to come to Nashville, reunite with him? Same kind of deal. You'd want to go get reunited with Dave. Apparently, part of the sticking point is he got a three year contract from Michigan, Tennessee. Only has a, two, has right? a policy for positional assistance, only giving them two years. Coordinators get three years. And the the message board crew is fiercely debating that policy this afternoon. Is it time for Tennessee to go ahead and offer three-year contracts to position assistance? I don't know. Wasn't that that was Danny's thing from day one? He's he's done that everywhere, I'm pretty sure. You get stuck with somebody that, you know. It just increases your your buyout. The kids don't get three-year con. They don't even get two-year contracts. They're on one-years. I think you have to be flexible and, and willing to change. If it's, if it's a problem, I think you should look at it. 
And I, I think every situation is is different, but obviously we are not privy to the conversations between Heupel and the assistants and, and Danny White, and we don't know what was, was said, asked for, demanded, or otherwise, but I think it just comes down to how much did you want Brian Jean Mary? How big a loss is this? I, I, I think they wanted to keep him. That much is clear. I don't think it's a terrible loss. I think they wanted to keep him. I don't think they were in a position where they were going to do whatever they could and had to to keep him. Yeah. I think it was a, hey, well, you know, we'll match that offer, and then Michigan comes back, and it's like, okay. We're not throwing the extra year. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. If this were Rodney Garner, we're talking about That'd be very and, different. Well, yeah, and, well, and you want to have year. a third year. Yeah, I, I think you changed the policy I for him. I do too. Yeah, I, I don't know if Brian Jean Mary has done enough to warrant changing an athletic department wide policy just for him. But I mean, the the Garner example shows that there could be a situation where that would be the case. And Garner's got like a thirty five year track record now. Excellence. Sounds like pretty good chance that Tennessee could look outside the the ranks for and this is interesting because this is going against Hypo. We, we hear that they're going to go outside bring in a new guy for the running backs job and it sounds like they're going to consider that for the linebackers job a lot of different ways you could slice the pie there's even been some talk about moving Tim Banks who has coached linebackers for before there to bring in a safeties coach um, could you move Eckler to the inside linebackers elevate, elevate uh, Chop Harbin to a full-time on-field coaching role, or could you go out there and bring in somebody new from the outside? It's going to be really interesting to see, I think, how they approach this. Yeah, this is the first time he's had to look for a defensive coach because it's been all offensive guys he's That's had to replace point, up huh? to this point. So, I'm really interested outside. to see what he's going to do with that running back. I'm really intrigued by the guy with the Memphis Connections. Which one? There were a couple. Yeah, I was going to say, like two of the three or three the of the one four. one we talked about on air. Did we talk about all yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lachlan, I think, is the guy at, at TCU. And then there's – um, yeah, I mean, uh, you you have to look at this as an opportunity. I, I don't think they wanted to lose Jerry Mack or Brian mm-hmm. Jean-Marie, but That's Tennessee bad. is in a much different position, you know, than 2021 when both of those guys were original, hired to the original Hypel staff. I mean, the the shine of Tennessee football is different right now and and Tennessee is legitimately one of the teams contending for a spot in the expanded 12 team college football playoff next year I would think that would make it a little bit different than when Heupel was cobbling together his first staff here yeah you're just in a much better spot it's just a much more I, I I'm surprised there aren't people beating down the doors to be the running backs coach here and maybe there are behind. Yeah, the say they're not. Yeah, it sounds like Larry Porter would would make the move from from North Carolina. I mean, I know everyone says, "Oh, hypo air raid." We, we run the ball much more than we throw it, and we have success because of the system. Yeah, I'm about over that. And I saw a tweet the other day. Barrett Barrett Salee retweeted it. Somehow, you know, they put out those odds on Nico uh, Heisman Trophy odds mm-hmm. and all that. And then I can't remember who it was. I think I know. Is it Graham Coffee? Yeah, and he was talking about how. That he's going to uh, get dinged because he plays for Heupel. It's a Georgia fan. I'm not too worried yeah. about it. But oh, is that who that guy's? Yeah, he used to write for uh, Dog Central. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. So he's he's one of those like, oh, we're Georgia. We do it the traditional way. You guys. Am, are am a I gimmick. being too involved for being offended by that? No. 
he does. He's doing it very. He's doing it to get this reaction to make you mad and talk to him. He's just trying to get talk about the air raid. Our best year, we just ran the ball down everybody's mm-hmm. throat. I kind of enjoy that misperception about Heupel's offense because I think it allows us to surprise. I, I think that's a, a casual take of like, oh, he's an air raid guy. It's a soft finesse thing. Those of us who watch every game and follow it know that that's not true and that we run the heck out of the ball. And, you know, I, I think that's allowed us to, to sneak up well, on some air people. Air raids is such a terrible misnomer for it. I've always thought he basically makes when it's up and running like it was with Hendon in in 22. You got to pick, and because of those wide splits and the way we line up, you you can't hide it. You're either going to commit to stopping the run or you're going to play pass. And whatever you do, we're doing the opposite. How about the Georgia State guy becoming the latest college head coach to leave to become? A positional assistant. Well, they canceled spring practice. Well, we, we've mainly seen them become coordinators at these Power Five schools. This is the first one I can think of that's a positional assistant, yeah. though. Where'd he go to? South Carolina. Carolina. Oh, to be tight ends coach. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, he I, was I, interim I just, when Spurrier retired, wasn't yep. he? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. I just saw that where I guess the AD or the president won. Just I, I don't think it's canceled permanently, but they have shut. Anything to do with spring practice down. because of Elliot leaving? Yeah, they don't have a head coach. Well, they must. Some of those schools, like Tennessee, we start spring practice in like a month, like four weeks. So, and some of them started super early. Like Vanderbilt might be. Remember one year Vanderbilt started spring practice in February. Mm. So I think it's under if, a month. If, if they are in a position of starting spring practice very soon, and the coach leaves unexpectedly, like I could see. I don't know if cancel. I could see like right, we're just going to pump the brakes on this and we're going to go find our coach and then let him decide when mm-hmm. we yeah. have spring practice. That's what I took it as. But why would you want to go work? You're your own. I guess it's a money thing. Well, he. Well, a couple of things. I mean, it might be money. It also might be what we've been talking about here lately of just the management CEO expectations. You're a football coach. You don't get to coach much football. You're dealing with transfer portals and NIL and all this stuff. Also, his family, I think his wife still lives in Columbia Mm. from when they coached at South Carolina, and he's got family there, and I think there was a, I get to come be close to home soon. It seems really weird. Football coaches are different, man. Live in a different city from your wife. Rodney Garner's doing it. It Happens more than you would think. Guys just... Yeah, but he's got his kids up here. True. With him. Well, they're grown. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're college students. Like uh, Sean Elliott, I think he said his daughter is going to be a senior in high school, and he made a promise that, you know, he would be there for a senior year or something. So um, it's, it's different, man. Uh, those college guys, their perception of family life, very different, I think, than most people's. He yeah. may also be eyeing another uh, <clears throat> interim <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> Got Chip Kelly, Ryan future Day. South Carolina interim <laughs> yes. head coach Sean Elliott, interim for Wee Man. Yep, and maybe maybe he does a good job and takes over. I don't know. Might well, be a dark day for Davy Hudson. <laughs> Loves that guy. So it's weird. His, it's his best buddy. Quick timeout. The drive continues. Jump in here if you want to take a shot. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on board. Lady Vols hosting. <laughs> Number one, South Carolina. Is well, this Lady a, Cox are coming thanks in Thanks for here. fitting that into the A block. That's, uh, yeah. Please. 
Not in the face. Not in the face. Stay with us. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio after this. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. We're streaming online this afternoon. The all-new FanRunRadio.com. Your free Fan Run app. Variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. I need a favor. Oh, boy. Pretty simple. Okay. Stop calling it the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios I, until I, we move. I'm... I'm just trying to prepare you. I'm doing this for you. I'm preparing you. I don't want to hear it. This is a white claw well, that, pro- studio. This is. I, I mean, it, is it really though? I mean, look, look behind us. I we're, see foam that soundproofs the room. Some. I mean, we're missing I mean, tiles. It, There's no TV like, there. Like, that's like anything new that we're missing tiles. Like half that wall was gone for like over a year before anybody noticed. It had been looking really good lately, and the only tiles that were missing were covered by the TV. Part of the plan. Can the, I bring Charlotte with me? You can bring whatever you need to bring to make yourself comfortable. I was at the new White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios yesterday. It's co- coming along quite nicely. We have a window. I saw. <laughs> it's covered by a curtain. I, I guess we have to worry about the light coming in and everything. But yeah. I mean, like we could open it up during breaks and, and look can out. Can we open the window? Is it like a I don't know psych hospital where they're chained? That would actually make more sense, knowing our crew. It's like a psych hospital in the sense that a bunch of psychos will be working there, but I don't know about the functionality of the window, if that's what you're asking. White Claw Hard Seltzer, crafted using seltzer water, 5% alcohol, and just a hint of fruit flavor. They've got only 100 calories per bottle, many refreshing flavors, including fresh watermelon, sweet tangerine, and juicy lemon. Each one, a wave of pure refreshment. White Claw Hard Seltzer, made pure. Please drink responsibly. White Claw Hard Seltzer. Had a great Chick-fil-A experience earlier today. I like it when they got the, the extra crispy mm. sandwich. Some to, every now and you get one that's it's a little skinny. Not enough breading on the yep. outside. Really crispy. So really I've, happy with I've the way that went. I've been given a tip from a buddy of ours that has changed my Chick-fil-A. My ability to enjoy Chick-fil-A has returned. You can totally avoid. Is it coming off the list? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because I'm not going to have to wait in line for my chicken. Oh. You get the app. Yep. And you do curb drive up. I've noticed a lot of people doing that. That way you don't have to get into the the vortex of hopelessness and despair. The Chick-fil-A drive-thru. That's been a big, I, I think I have the app, but I never use it. And that's been a big, like, you drive by a Chick-fil-A, you see the line just double wrapped around the building. I'm like, I don't know. My last time, time they almost flamed out. I could see the lady in front of me. It was around lunchtime. And she's just somebody that, you know, got elected to go out and get everybody at the office lunch. Because I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, mm. I look at my kid and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And he goes, what? What's going on? I'm like, she's got a list. No, oh. she had like this piece of paper, and she started going down it. Oh, it's awful! Just the worst. Chick Fil A chicken sandwich, poorly. Very good. Yeah, I think I've found my favorite. 
After extensive research. Really? I tried one for the first time two weeks ago. Okay. Gave it a week, went back to a different location, and ordered it again. The consistency, the flavor, the crisp, the price. I I do love Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. But Fine. I am now a Bojangles. Oh, I saw this. Man. I saw this when it came across the Elite. wires. Elite. Elite chicken sandwich really? experience. They all still bow the knee to the goat chicken sandwich in the game. Zaxby's? Popeye's. See, I, I will admit. Popeye's is elite. I will admit. I have not had oh, the Popeye's chicken the, the, sandwich. I thought you said you had a, conducted exhaustive research. Well, the only one I know of is, uh, what is it? A, not Central. Uh, to even bring Chapman. up another Clint chicken Highway. sandwich. Highway. I knew it was a C. Yeah, and I, I just never get out that way, really. That's uh, like it's very disrespectful, you know. Sorry. Well, see, I I haven't had the Bojangles one, so I, oh. I feel like the thing to do here is I should go and maybe we do this tomorrow or over the weekend. Like I go get the Bojangles, okay, chicken sandwich. Bear, have you had Bojangles chicken sandwich? I mean, I have. I've been eating Bojangles off and on for as long as they've been in Knoxville. But you've had the chicken sandwich. Yeah, I'm sure. I know I have. I've had a chicken sandwich from. Almost every establishment. <laughs> I want, so, like, I, I go and try the Bojangles. You go and try Popeye's. Compare and, notes? Yeah. Now, Popeye's is is interesting, because, and, and I guess Chick-fil-A is like this because they got the spicy sandwich mm-hmm. and you can go. Usually, I just go original, even though I like them. I like the spicy, too. I do, too. I like the spicy. I, like the, I will sometimes go spicy deluxe at Chick-fil-A. Oh. That, See, I don't, I've never actually. done that. Oh, it's, that's good. I never liked cheese on my chicken sandwich. Neither do I, but they got the pepper jack. and yeah, like, pepper jack's it, good. It works. Pop, uh, Popeyes has two, so you've got the regular, the regular sandwich that has mm. mayo on it, mayo and pickles, and is that it? You can get cheese on it. Well, I'm just saying that that's how it would come. It, normally, yeah, it doesn't right? come with cheese. Yeah, and then the spicy sandwich has some kind of sauce, spicy chicken or whatever, and like a spicy aioli. Okay, which is mm, oh, mm, great. Remember back uh, that was. I guess before the pandemic, remember when everybody was like lined up to get those things? There was like a oh, wait. Oh yeah, and- was that right before? Or right, like when everything kind of opened back up. I no, do remember. No, was right before the we great were out chicken at, uh, sandwich debate yeah. on social media. That was a big thing two years ago. Because we we got lucky. There was a pop. We did a remote at the travel center way out there on Watt Road. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. And it had a Popeyes in there. And Cody McClure put on a damn clinic. <laughs> he was putting in work that day, my friend. Putting. I mean, it in. I've had Popeyes. I love Popeyes. Some people like say their their biscuits will make your mouth, you know, dry up. But I I, I love, love uh, I oh, love Popeyes. The Popeyes biscuits. Yeah. Yes. Bojangles has the best biscuits. They're they're uh, those. Beg they're to good. differ. Oh, who who has hey, the best? My favorite's Popeyes. Absolutely. Yeah, and too, I, and too I small realize and it's a, they are small, but they are they are very flaky and delicious. Do they do a chicken biscuit at Popeyes? I'm sure they do. Right. No, they used to do breakfast, and then I guess they just didn't have anybody outside of me. Um, <laughs> you were the lone. You weren't enough to keep them in the business. The lone egg I mean, man. That was, was close, man. Sausage, <laughs> egg, and cheese. The, their sausage is, it's like New Orleans. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's more of a spicy. Yeah. Like a Cajun spicy sausage. Yeah. yeah. Anyone here ever had the uh, Crystal Sunriser? Oh, yeah. Those are like crystals with sausage instead of a, a, a burger. Did you know that they changed... The Sunriser, like six oh, months no. ago? No. <coughs> Not the same. Yeah. It's a round patty of sausage now instead of square. That's a bummer. It's a real egg 
it's just not it's not the same. That other sausage had something in it that had a good good flavor. Now, you know, yeah. uh, now I'll tell you, you know what Bojangles has? They are absolutely, and it's not even close. They are the most consistent. You go through that drive-through, it's going to you know be the same yeah. every single time. I tend and to that agree. means a lot. Like Hardee's, sometimes it'd be the best biscuit you've ever, best biscuit I've ever had in my life. Like fast, it's from Hardee's, but you're not guaranteed to get that every time. Well, I'm, I'm hesitant to bring it up because it, it is prominently on the list, and I don't want to cause an incident because I think this is going well. But <laughs> Bowberry, when the Bowberry biscuits hit and, and they're ready, and they've got the icing properly placed, and the biscuits are just a little bit crispy on the outside, that is, oh. Ugh. Underrated, speaking of Hardee's, did you ever have the cinnamon raisin biscuits? Oh, yeah. When they would not skimp on oh. the, the drizzle, that might be one of the best sweet biscuits ever. Raisin. Ugh. You, you lost me at raisins. I don't even love raisins, but I love that biscuit. I think it's. They don't do them anymore, do I was going to say, they took them away and then brought them back, but I don't know if they're still there. I remember Hardee's was really big into the California raisins. Remember that in the 80s and 90s? Yes. Back you, when they were a blue sign with orange Hardee's and they sold fried chicken? Well, even before that, yeah. <laughs> they, the, the Hardee's fried chicken. <laughs> oh, they, they do that every that so often. They'll bring fried chicken on. They'll have like gigantic chili dogs. There for a while, they were like Mexican, too. I don't know if they yeah, still yeah. do Yeah, Well, burritos. they did like Hardee's and Red Burrito or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, I, I think I've still got a Hardee's California Raisins cup plastic cup somewhere and i remember one summer like they would give out the like figurines of the california raisins i had a bunch of those i think i had a few too you still got them i I don't worth anything they they might be at my folks house somewhere that was back in the day when hardy's had ashtrays on every table yep the old hardy's and carnes used to have a those little gold those little flimsy gold things (laughs) and let me tell you after old folks used to finish their breakfast they just sit there and chain smoke and drink coffee be a little blue cloud of smoke hovering over. You used to go into these places, and people would just be sitting there Dude, they smoking smoke in the on restaurant. An airplane. That's still so insane. And I smoked so damn much, I gave myself cancer. But I could never have sat in a tube. Just like I—that's one thing. Even though I was a hardcore smoker, I just never liked it smelling it. Let's go to the phones. 865-546-8200. D.R. Vall is up first today. What's up, D.R.? You know, I do miss, I do kind of miss the smoking area. There was a little diner in the town I grew up in called Adrian's Diner, and it probably wasn't no bigger than 500 square foot. And it's, uh, you go in, do you want smoking or non-smoking? And there's nothing to buy <laughs> nothing the in between and non-smoking. Them, huh? Just no, not uh, someone you know, I do miss those blowing things. it in your face. It's currently. so true. Like if you were on the edge of non-smoking, <laughs> but next to smoking, you were in the smoking section. It just is what it is. Is there anything more un more unappetizing than smelling smigarettes? Smigarettes, smoke. Are you trying soak. to eat? No, I, I just wrote. My dad was always like militantly anti-smoking. Couldn't stand to be around it. But he was also a big Shoney's guy. We had a lot of meals at Shoney's in the 80s and 90s growing up. And, like, we'd go in there and smoking or non-smoking. Shoney's always had that cigarette vending machine with, like, the knobs that you <laughs> pull remember, on there. Man. They used yeah. to have those in the residence dorms. And, and you would, and we'd go out there and we'd non-smoking. And we'd be like, 
10 feet away from people just smoking like a chimney. And, and it seemed like at, at the time, it seemed like it made a big difference. We are so safe here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now, like, I can't imagine like, having in the same building as somebody smoking while you're eating would just be gross. Now, do they still have smoking rooms for hotel rooms? Because I remember that being a big thing, having to wait for a non-smoking room. I don't think so. I don't think so. When I went on my cruise, my honeymoon cruise, they had one area towards the back of the ship. It was maybe, it was the deck. It was about 100 feet long. That was the only place you could smoke. You couldn't smoke in any of the rooms, any of the restaurants. Like, that was it. Now, there's a hotel I stay at. I noticed it um, last time. I was. I don't know why I'd never noticed it, but, like, at the very bottom, I, I... stay at a hotel up there but they cater to like vanderbilt and to the two hospitals mm. you know people going for procedures people's families like right at the very bottom there's a, a little asterisk as russ says and it, it if you get caught smoking in one of their rooms i think it's like an 850 dollars cleaning fee mm. i used to love when you could smoke on hospital grounds i would work second shift i would get done with classes and go in and work uh, 3 30 to midnight I'd be pulling in, and the smoking area was all the respiratory therapists that I worked with. <laughs> I always thought that caught that kind of ironic. That is interesting. Uh, Russ, you were talking yesterday, and I was like, man, that's so true. I guess it's when you have kids, but you're talking about, you know, uh, popping in a podcast, going to the grocery store. That's me. I went from uh, two kids to four kids when I got married, and I want to do everything. As long as I have a podcast in, and it's like, don't talk to me. That's my alone time. I want to cook, clean up, do the laundry because it's all separated. I get so mad at my wife when she's wanting to talk to me when I'm in the kitchen. Your wife's like, that's an my angel. me time. It's, yeah, that's, and so, so no, nobody's saying he's not down. saying she's not. He like I I feel you. We we love her. wife. like my wife is the same way because she's she's a book on tape. Like she will just binge books on tape, and like I will come into the room and she's got it playing on the phone, and like she has to stop it. I could tell like she's annoyed. That I've entered the room. Yes. Oh, you kidding? Because stand in there now. I now she has to stop her thing, <laughs> which uh, no, it's perfectly understandable because I'm the same way. I'll, I'll be listening to something and like now all those people have come in and it's like, ah, people. Now I gotta I gotta get out of my own head and engage with my family or whatever. <laughs> <Your> children. <laughs> it's it's a big inconvenience, isn't it, Dr. It's a large inconvenience. You know, the first thing I noticed, too, when we combined households is, uh, you know, at my old house, I had somebody mow my lawn. She had somebody mow her lawn. And, you know, you go up to four kids, and I said, you know what? This summer, I'm buying a lawnmower. I'm mowing my own yard. I, I got. I need that escape, bro. Oh, yeah. Mowing, uh, mowing's you, great. I'm with Jim Harbaugh on this one. Nothing like a good mow to clear the mind. Houston, you'll learn. I mean, that's part of my big, like, <laughs> we're five hours away coming back from Knoxville. I put my earbuds in that and that listen to y'all in VR while she sleeps the way back. I, I did want to give a shout-out to somebody before I get off here. I appreciate Trey having Barry upload the podcast last night so I could listen to the VR on time. <laughs> uh, you're, 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 you get out of here. Get. Go on. Uh, did, did it get up on, on time? You did that before you went to bed? Yeah, because I, I really Good. didn't want to hear with the whining. You could have just said, I did it because that's my job and that's – what is expect like we did it for the audience because we, we put it up there nah nah i did it because i didn't want to listen to the whining well, i guess as long as it gets done you know quick time out the drive continues more of your phone calls coming up when we continue next on fan run radio 
Fade Run Radio, the drive continues. Thursday afternoon edition of the show. Getting a lot of interesting feedback on X this afternoon. Vol Nation Recruiting says, in regards to the Santi Seance, Santiago Vescovi. We're going back to the old pronunciation How'd here. How did we say his first name back then? I felt like we messed that one up too, didn't we? I mean, I don't I don't think uh, Santiago, San, I think it's pretty San Diego Vescovi. San Diego Vescovi. I remember there were some people that really struggled with it when he first got here. Go ahead. Ball Nation right. Recruiting says the real solution is we got to bring back Platinum Santi. Remember when he had the bleach oh, blonde, yeah, the tips. frosted tips? Well, he he did bleach and blonde, but when he first came out, it was like a it was like a platinum blue almost, and he went on a little streak with that. Then he went blonde, and then they grew out, and he had the frosted tips. I mean, I, I'm all for trying just about anything. Hey, Gainey got his hair braided and started hitting shots. I'm all for it. I'm for a. Sometimes you just need a little change of just scenery. A look, man, he ain't gonna have it long. He might as well enjoy different hairstyles now. Do what now? You not notice that? Well, are you saying Santi's getting a little problem in no, Sector Ganey. 7G? Oh, Ganey. Yeah. Oh, Ganey's bad boys retreating like I mine was, did. Like, yeah, I was going to say. Like the French. It's running away World from War a little one bit. And two. It's, yeah. Brian says, when you have Connect scoring like he does, Adu scoring 20-plus like last night, Ganey and ZZ in double figures. Not everyone will be in double figures, and Vescovy does literally everything else at a high level, defends, passes, rebounds. I'd agree with that. I just like sometimes you can just tell uh, vibes, man. Like you, you give it off, and and you can tell who's feeling it and who's not. And he does not look like he is enjoying the process right now. That never was more evident to me than last night. It just looked like he was so much in his own head. It's in a funk. I think I texted you guys. He's un- he's a very unselfish player. Mm-hmm. But it feels like he's gotten into this mode where for weeks he's been turning down open shots to continue the flow of the offense. But now he gets open looks in the flow of the offense, and he's, it looks like he's scared to pull the trigger. He's, he had one wide open last night. He steps to shoot, and then it's almost like he looked around surprised that there wasn't a defender crashing out on him, pulls, misses, and then kind of hangs his head a little bit. Like he's, He needs to see a couple go through. He actually, you know, he hit those two free throws early. I thought, okay, good. He saw the ball go through. This is going to be good for him. He's going to get hot tonight. Didn't didn't come to Jeremy says the KFC chicken sandwich would like to enter the chat. Nah. Never had that Never had that either. They're over in that same category with, like, McDonald's. I mean, it's just so. I had one three years ago. It was fine. Justin Hanna with a vote for I've never tried this, but this is interesting. The Cajun Filet, which is an elite chicken biscuit at Bojangles. Elite. The Cajun Filet and Bowberry combination is undefeated. Will they make that for you, or do you have to craft that yourself? That's a lot of bread. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think you you order – well, I don't think he – well, I I don't know. I I don't think he's saying take a Bowberry biscuit and put the the Cajun Filet inside it. I think he's saying eat a Bowberry biscuit or or eat a a chip. Cajun filet biscuit, and then have the Follow, bowberries. Well, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I don't know, the Cajun, Justin. Cajun we need filet biscuit is. Whew. It's pretty good. We need clarification, Justin. What are, what are you talking about here? Are we? Because that's. I mean, knowing him, uh, I mean, this with all all due respect and love, I imagine he's just got two bowberry biscuits <laughs> in his meaty paw, 
with a with a Cajun fillet in between him, and he's just harking it all down. I thought you were going to say a Cajun fillet biscuit in between two Bobert. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Instead of the regular biscuit, so he's, three yeah. three biscuits. No, and a Cajun. He he's subbing a normal biscuit with the Bowberries. <laughs> he, he's the taking the fillet the... and putting it in a Bowberry biscuit. Yeah, you think that's what he's talking about? Knowing Justin, <laughs> I would. Yes, yes, I do. You've met him. I have. I've also I, met I tried. the Hound of Baskerville, our morning host, Bob Baskerville. He's got a smoking story. So we talk about, we reminisce about the good old days of the smoking section on the show this afternoon. Hello, Bob. Hey, boys. How are y'all? Doing well. How are you, sir? Good. I just left uh, the soon-to-be home of uh, the Fan Run Radio, the studios. Ooh. Looking good. How's it looking over there? It's uh, it's getting there. It's uh, okay. Exciting times. Um, Indeed. There'll be some closeness still, which I know matters to everyone. But uh, but it's good. It's all good. Bear's really um, worried about the change. He's not. He's not, he's not worried about it. I'm just. This is not the old studio yet. We are currently still working here. Yeah, I promise you, the air you breathe over there is going to be much better. <laughs> Guaranteed. Mark it down. Um, okay, real quick, this is back to what you guys were talking about in the segment before, and I felt like I had to share because I lived this. So our oldest child, Alex, he's adopted, uh, and he was a Russian adoption, so my wife and I had to uh, make two trips. The first trip to visit our soon-to-be son, and then we had to come back home and then come back again to pick him up, which was just a way to pump more tourist money into the Russian economy, but I digress. Um, so we're, we're flying back to get him, and we're flying out of Chicago on a Russian airline called Aeroflot. And um, in a word, that's, uh, it's gross. It, they <laughs> asked us when we were getting our seats if we wanted to sit in smoking or non-smoking on an airplane. Yeah, there's no such thing. It's all smoking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we did that, and, and of course, you know, we were a good 10 to 12 rows away from the, and I'm using air quotes, um, smoking section but it it was everywhere my clothes smelled like smoke and then to top it off they instead of giving you the complimentary water and you know peanuts or pretzels they serve you borscht which is basically beet soup that's that's their snack on the flight so between between the smell of that and the the smoke that felt like you were in a 30,000 foot ashtray. Um, it, it was it cheap. Uh, there's cheap Russian cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they smell you know, like, so if you can imagine, them. they can smell worse. That's such a smoker thing to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> non smokers, like, I'm not distinguishing between whatever the uh, most expensive cigarettes are and the, the hand rolled Russian whatever. <laughs> Russian cigarettes yeah, smell I, really bad. Wow. You might have been at home on this plane then. This, uh, <laughs> no, like no, I've, I've seen plenty like, of videos on this airline. It's, it's. I can't believe you flew from Chicago to Russia, to Mo- to Moscow. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have a choice, man. We had to do it. That's what we always told our son when we were having. He's a, you know, he's a grown young man now. But when he was a teenager, and you know, as teenagers tend to do, we were arguing about the stupidest stuff. Um, we would, I'd always kind of slip in. Hey, man, we went to <laughs> Moscow. For you on and, Aeroflot, um, sat in this, yeah, sat on an Aeroflot flight. Go, go look it up if you want to know what that really means. And uh, 
So yeah, it's uh, actually I'm getting triggered just thinking about it. Now. I kind of wish <laughs> yeah, I had call him and give him a piece of your mind. Uh, I'm just glad, Bob, yeah, that you you ended up having a, a well-adjusted son to bring back, and not one of those like sadistic midget killers who's actually 30 years old when you adopt them, like you see on some of these no. Dateline episodes. I'd like to believe we got him. That was that was a requisite. He was at a young enough age where you know we got him at one year old. So we you know believe that uh, we were able to uh, really still raise him the way we would want to. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and you know and then last bit of trivia there is they don't even do those. They don't. Uh, they, there's no uh, Russian adoptions now from the U.S. Those are no longer allowed. They were banned by Russia so a while back. So. So we always feel we we really got lucky with him, but boy, the road to get there was uh, was brutal. Got to tell you, and that was just part of it. Just the uh, the whole uh, non-smoking slash smoking Aeroflot flight. <laughs> so, Good stuff. There you go. That's all I wanted to share, and uh, now I'm a little sad that I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you did. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you, man. All right, see you, boys. Thank you. Bob Baskerville, host of The Morning Show with John Reed, weekdays from 7 to 10 a.m. right here on Fan Run Radio. You guys have seen that, right? The the kid, the couple from Ohio yes. that adopted a Russian, what they thought was like a 10-year-old Russian girl, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be like a 30-year-old with a pituitary disorder who mm-hmm. they like tried to kill one of the other children in the house or maybe the mom yeah, or something. Yeah, crazy. I had some not close friends, just some acquaintances, a couple. They adopted uh, one of those kids back in the 90s, and I guess the little girl was from around Priapat. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got her over here, and then once they got her over here, they immediately you know, noticed some things and took her to the doctor, and she had like three different kinds of cancer. So. Great story, Bear. Sorry to bring everything down. Have you seen uh, Orphan? No. It's about that. Like a family adopts a little girl, yeah. and they think, oh, this is so great. No. She's really like, you know, 35 and goes on a rampage. It's a good movie. I, I cannot, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around him fl- flying that. I went down that rabbit hole, the Aeroflot, and like your chances of dying in a plane crash go way up once you start <laughs> flying with them. Like significantly, Russell. Significantly. Poll is in the field. Who makes the best fried chicken sandwich in the 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 original? The OG is is just dominating, just running away with it. This is not even close. What's that? Chick fil A. Sixty one point four percent of the vote. Popeye's got twenty eight point nine percent. Bojangles has six point five percent, and we got three point three percent riding in. I got to vote for raising canes here. That will be a win just simply out of nostalgia. It is not based on taste, flavor well, profile. I mean, some people have, have tried all of these, and they like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A does a very good job, man. It's it's a great product. I mean, I, I, I tend to like Popeyes myself, but Chick-fil-A is fantastic. And it's so ubiquitous. I mean, it's just everywhere. You can everywhere. You say, oh, I'm yeah. pop in. That's what happened. That's the genesis of this conversation. Like, I didn't really need one. I'd... Just like I was a little bit late and feeling a little bit peckish. I was like, I'm just going to go in here and just, just get a sandwich real quick. I like that word. I've heard it used a lot more lately. What? Peckish. I'm feeling a bit peckish. 
a bit peckish. Just wants something to nibble on. Coming up, hour number two of the program, we'll get Tucker in here, the top four at four, a quick look around the world of sports this afternoon. More of your phone calls. A couple people on hold here, and uh, we'll bang through them as soon as the top four is over. Stay with us. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. 